This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Yes, you're listening to. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. All that you need to know about what's happening in the world of space as well as the world of apps right here on the show is going to be coming up in just a few moments. So today we have lots to share with you about what's happening in the tech world when it comes to the UAE because very soon this week on the 26th of May we're going to be witnessing a supermoon in the skies of the UAE. Yes indeed we're really excited to see what the supermoon has for us right here in the UAE and also we're going to be talking about Microsoft to unplug Internet Explorer as it does seek edge in the browser war. Now, for the longest time, we did have speculation and Microsoft did tell us that they would be ending the era of the Internet Explorer. Yes, indeed. Coming up in the world of apps, lots is happening as well. We're going to be talking about Twitter and how Twitter verification is actually back. And we will give you a quick guide on how you can get that blue check if you've always been wanting one. Yes, in our Tech This Out segment, researchers have developed a sustainable fabric that can cool off and even warm up the wearer depending on which side is worn facing out. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. We're talking about a UAE supermoon that looks like a flower. It's going to be a total lunar eclipse in about three days. So we're talking about May 26. Now, the first lunar eclipse of the year is special as the moon is going to be closest to the Earth's surface. So do mark your calendars for the next big lunar event that will happen on Wednesday, May 26, when the UAE skies will be adorned with a supermoon that is perhaps the largest looking one for this whole year. Yes, indeed. And this supermoon is actually the closest full moon of the year. So it's going to look unusually large for some people in certain countries, while people in other parts of the world will see what we call a blood moon. Now, the reason why it's called a blood moon is because it has a reddish hue to it. So, And this is all because of the sunlight that's actually filtering through the Earth's atmosphere and reflecting on the moon's surface. Now, May's full moon is also known as the flower moon, and that's because it's named after the wildflowers that tend to bloom in the northern hemisphere of the world. It's also one of only two supermoons in 2021, which tend to take place when the moon is near the closest point to Earth. Yes, now only the US, Australia, South America and Eastern Asia will experience the total lunar eclipse. Now, it will be the first lunar eclipse of this year and it's very special as the moon is going to be very close to the Earth's surface and it's going to be nearly around 357,000 kilometers away from the surface. The flower moon would be actually 14% larger in size and even about 30% brighter. And the moon will be at its peak brightness around 3.14 p.m. GST time. And it will even last for 15 minutes. But stargazers in the Arab world can't witness this remarkable event as the moon is even below the horizon at this time. 
Yes, indeed. And it's always a fun time whenever we're talking about certain space phenomena, whenever we can witness them right here uh, on Earth. Now, for those of you who are wondering, you can actually go ahead and witness it, uh, just like you mentioned, Tanya, at 3.14 p.m. on the 26th of May. You can it's, It should be visible wherever you are, and it's this is why it's called an eclipse, because you can see the moon in the middle of the day. Now, this... So this phenomena is only going to be happening once again this year. So make sure you go ahead and actually catch it because I'm sure a lot of people will be excited to see the moon passing through the Earth's shadow. It tends to darken and usually becomes reddish. And that's exactly what we're going to be witnessing on this day. Now, the red color, just like we've mentioned, is actually a ring of light that's created by all the sunrises and sunsets that are happening around our planet at that time. So it's like one phenomena that puts together and ties around every sunrise and sunset that the world gets to witness. Yes, now the next lunar eclipse will likely occur on November 19th of this year, which will be visible mm. in North and South America, Australia, and other parts of Europe and Asia. But unfortunately, it will not be, be able to be witnessed in most parts of the Arab world as this one will be below the horizon belt. Now, the predicted timing of that eclipse is between 10 a.m. local time to around 3 p.m. our time as well. So we won't be able to see it. But meanwhile, in the UAE, we're very excited to see this flower moon eclipse or super moon eclipse, mm -hmm. which will be in about three days at 3.15 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. Yes, indeed. And children right here in the UAE can even go ahead and witness it through different live streaming channels that will be taking place and that will be going ahead and telecasting this very rare phenomena. We did actually see, I think last month on the 27th of April, a pink supermoon in the UAE skies. And a lot of people were so excited to take their binoculars and head to the nearest desert to be able to witness it over there. And now we have yet another one that we are excited to see in the UAE skies. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do slots. Or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Will you be watching the UAE skies in about three days? Take your friends, go to the desert, let's see the supermoon. But we're going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking about uh, the long-awaited friend, our very long-time friend, Internet Explorer, and how we will be saying goodbye as Microsoft is going to unplug it as we're looking at a new browser coming straight out of Microsoft. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. This weekend was actually a pretty sad one because we found out that we're going to be saying goodbye to one of the oldest web browsers or yeah it is a web browser that we have ever used and one that was actually made fun of for so many years about being turtle slow and that is internet explorer because microsoft is planning to unplug it retire it after years and years of functioning in a browser war because they're planning to launch something else into the market to hopefully compete with yes now well for the longest time uh Internet Explorer was our dear friend when you first had Microsoft yeah. <laughs> and you first had your Windows operating system. The first browser was the main browser, the default browser, which was Internet Explorer. There was actually a running joke for the longest time that you only <laughs> used Internet Explorer to download a brand new web browser. And most of the time, it would be Google Chrome. And actually, Microsoft or Internet Explorer did lose the, uh, the browser war to Google Chrome in the late 2000s, and it has become a subject of countless internet memes. And uh, I've seen a lot of internet memes about Internet Explorer, about it being super slow and being it only used for the time you download a new web browser. And if uh, before actually Google Chrome, I was using 
uh, Internet Explorer to download Firefox. But now, Micro- <laughs> so you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Internet Explorer was always slow. Didn't uh, it wasn't up to date? But Microsoft is now pulling the plug on its once kind of omnipresent browser. And next year, it does prepare to battle the micro market leader Chrome with its slicker Edge browser. So we're looking at Microsoft Edge browser. Yes, indeed. If we go back in time, we would realize that the Internet Explorer was actually launched back in 1995. And for over a decade, it was bundled with Microsoft's Windows operating system that actually came pre-installed in billions of computer. However, when Google Chrome entered the market in late 2000s, I think, Internet Explorer started losing that game because it actually only became the center of browsers to be made fun of. Everyone was making fun of Internet Explorer, how sluggish and how slow it is. And to compete better, Microsoft decided to launch the Edge browser back in 2015. It runs on the same technology as the Google browser, which everyone loves and uses all the time. Now, as of April, Chrome had a very big share of the browser market, and it was actually the second in rank whenever we compare it to Apple Safari. And a lot of people were excited that Microsoft is finally going to be pushing in Microsoft Edge, uh, or sorry, Chrome Edge, and taking out Internet Explorer from the market. So the last day for you to be able to use Internet Explorer would be the 15th of June of the year 2022. Yes, and uh, let me tell you guys, no one's going to be using Internet <laughs> Explorer until that time. I mean, again, we're looking at 65% of the global market share when it does come to browsers is Chrome, then followed by Apple with an 18% share. So Microsoft's Edge does have a 3% share in that global market. Now, 3% is little to nothing with to see how many computers are actually in the world, and especially because the number one dominating operating system when it does come to computers is Microsoft. So to be using an operating system, which is Microsoft or Windows, and not be using their default browser says a lot. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Do you use Internet Explorer or do you use Internet Explorer to only download <laughs> Google Chrome? Me, personally, I use it to download Google Chrome. Yes, indeed, and I do as well. Coming up on the show, we're talking about one of the interesting news for today's applications, which is Twitter's verification coming back. If you want to find out how you can go ahead and get that blue check, keep Pulse95 locked to find out about it. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Twitter verification is back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, for a while now, Twitter has actually kind of uh, disbanded or banned Mm -hmm. uh, getting that blue check for a select number of people. For the public, it was kind of uh, off limits. If obviously you were a celebrity of some type, you would get that blue check. But now, it's back, and we're going to be telling you how to get that blue check for the people who always dreamed of having that blue identity verification badge on their profiles. And Twitter is opening account verification pl- applications to the public, but it will be under new guidelines. Yes, indeed. A lot of people were actually so excited that the blue check is back. They've been waiting for it for a very long time. They want to apply. They want to have that blue check on. But I do have... I don't really like the verification part of Twitter because I feel like it gives people the authority to feel like 
whatever they're saying is 100% true when sometimes it just isn't. But Twitter is definitely relaunching this program with new guidelines to make sure that anyone applying for that blue badge is worth of getting it. They've also been saying that there are going to be a lot of changes to the profiles and labels for who gets that blue check automatically and who doesn't. To be eligible for that blue check, you need to have an account of public interest that falls under one of six different categories as well as have an authentic and notable and active account. So the six categories that we're looking at who are eligible for that Twitter blue check is if you're part of the government, so if you're a government official, if you're a company, a brand or an organization, if you're a journalist or a news organization, if you have something included in entertainment, if you're a part of the sports and gaming industry, if you're an activist, an organizer, or any other influential individual. Yes, now anybody will be able to verify by following a simple process through the account settings tab over the next few weeks. Now, after applying, Twitter does say users can expect a response within a few days, but that timeline could open up to a few weeks depending on the volume of those applications. Now, I would suspect it would take a couple of weeks because Mm. obviously a lot of people will now be applying because for a while now, they did ban now or they actually stopped taking in applications. And Twitter is actually uh, one of the best platforms to kind of get in touch with your followers as it is very, very, very interactive. And uh, even Elon Musk's Musk interacts with his followers. And he has, I think he's the second richest person in the world right now. Yeah. So uh, just look at that. I mean, Twitter has opened a kind of a, a wavelength from followers and kind of talking to the people that they look up to. And in this case, we're talking about influencers, celebrities, uh, people in sports or gaming, or even just a journalist in general. Yes, indeed. And if you're wondering who is going to be giving that blue check Is it an AI? Is it a human being? Twitter did have all of our concerns, rest assured, that all these applications for the blue check will be evaluated by humans and humans only. If you get approved, then the blue check badge will actually appear on your profile automatically. If otherwise happens and you still feel like you could qualify for the verification, but you did not get approved the first time, you can go ahead and reapply within 30 days after your first application. I think it's it's interesting. Would you like a blue check on your Twitter? Mm, no. No? No, I wouldn't. My Twitter is personal. It is not a. Uh, it is not somewhat something that I want people to uh, actually. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a source of information. Mm. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not an influencer. There is no reason for me to have a blue check. As but you I are use, a journalist. I would. You would qualify. I would for qualify one. for one, but I don't. <laughs> tweet anything that's related to journalism or to news true it's, pro- it's pr- kind of like my personal uh, it's my personal platform yeah. yeah now back in 2009 twitter actually tried to launch the verification program and it failed because they had th- there were a lot of risks accompanied with relaunching this program they had the the issues of impersonation a lot of people were creating accounts saying that they're someone but they're really someone else and the new verification policy was then reintroduced in the month of January of this year with six different categories that we've just mentioned for who is eligible for this blue check mark. It's very valuable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. As per the January 2021 rules, accounts must have a verified email address or a phone number, a profile image and a display name for you to be eligible for that blue check. 
Mm-hmm. Reports did also indicate that Twitter is planning to add more categories to those accounts who do get a chance to get the blue check. So if you're not one of the six categories that we've mentioned, no worries, because later this year, they're hoping to include scientists, academics and religious leaders, which I mm-hmm. think is just phenomenal, especially when we're talking about scientists and researchers. Mm-hmm. I think it would help people start mm-hmm. learning more about the world of science and the world of tech if they do get that blue check. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, again, we do look at Twitter as a whole trying to kind of uh, have something attractive to its followers. Once again, Twitter has been trying a lot. Uh, we've been talking about on the show for the past couple of months now how Twitter is trying to expand its platform to all users and it really doesn't matter what you're doing right now. I mean, we were talking about the tip jar a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I've already had that feature. And I went to a couple of profiles and I've seen it. And uh, it kind of, it's it's kind of dumb. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. <laughs> because uh, literally, it's just a button that tells you, hey, if you want, you can go and give them on PayPal. Right? You so, can tip them for saying something cool. Not, e- not even that. Uh, literally, all it does is just link you to the, the yeah. person's PayPal. So like a window will come up. So if I put a link in my bio to my PayPal, it's literally the same thing. It's just now you have a a button now for it. So I I don't know what Twitter is trying to do again. I mean, it could be. I mean, again, Twitter is not making any money out of this. The tip jar. It is going directly to that person's PayPal. So I don't know why Twitter would want to kind of opt for something like this. They're trying to monetize the platform, but I I just don't like how they're doing it. You can't monetize the platform if you're not making money off of it. Twitter's making nothing <laughs> off of it. So literally only the creators are making money, which is great. But again, I don't think anyone's just going to uh, tip people using Twitter. That's just my idea. Maybe they researched about it. Obviously, these people are smarter than me, right? <laughs> they are making, uh, they're creating and the creators of Twitter. Yeah. So uh, let us know your guys' thoughts. I mean, for me, tip jars are kind of dumb. I, I agree with you on that one. I do I do like that they're relaunching the Twitter verification process. Hopefully, it's going to be more objective. It will probably be abused. I hope not, especially because they're also going to be adding an About tab button. I love this button because now when people are verified, they get a chance to explain what makes them qualify to be verified. But at the end of the day, just having that blue check does not. It doesn't mean that this person, you know, has a doctorate in whatever it is that they're saying. Mm. But again, I mean, uh, we're looking at Twitter going to be clarifying to these people that, hey, just because this person has a, uh, a check, check mm. and this is where they are copying from Instagram. So if I, Hanny, on Instagram have a blue check, it will state what I'm doing. Am I a journalist? Am I a gamer? Am I yeah. sports? Am I a religious leader? Am I this, this, and that? And we will be see- seeing something like this on Twitter. For example, US President Joe Biden next to his name is US official government account. So we will be saying, for example, sports account, gaming account. We're going to be see- seeing something like this. So people don't just accept Whatever this person is saying, just because they're verified. For example, if I have a sports account yeah. right in my name and I'm talking about uh, space, <laughs> well, what gives me authorization True. to be talking about space when I have something called a sports account, right? Exactly. You and don't, you don't, you don't give a, a a math teacher to talk about biology. <laughs> You're totally right about this one. Let us know your thoughts, and if you would like that blue check on your Twitter account. Coming up on the show, we're talking about researchers creating one of the best inventions that could come in handy if you're living right here in the UAE. A t-shirt that can warm you up or cool you down based on what weather you are in. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check 
this Man, do I love our Tech This Out segments because we talk about the craziest inventions that are out there in the world and how can they come in handy for regular people like us. You know, we're just we're just regular people who are obsessed with tech. This story, though, this story is for everyone living in the UAE heat because the weather is getting really hot. The temperatures are like I don't know. It was I think I think it's 45 degrees today, and we could all use some cool air. But what if you can wear a shirt that can cool you down without having any form of AC? The fabric itself can cool you down, but it can also warm you up if you're feeling cold. Yes, now a team of Chinese researchers may be actually able to help. They have developed a fabric which is actually dubbed as Janus, and that can both cool the wearer down and even warm you up. Now, the t-shirt was created by laying polymer and cotton fibers with materials that actually do absorb or even reflect solar energy. Now, if you're on the warm side, the material material is covered in zinc and copper nanoparticles, which do actually absorb solar energy to provide you what? Obviously heat. Now, on the cool side, the fabric is covered with a very, very thin layer of aluminum that does reflect that solar energy to cool the wearer down. And the layer is also porous, which does allow body heat to escape. Now, when you wear that t-shirt one way, it will able to keep you actually 11, de- 11 degrees cooler than a compared plain white cotton t-shirt. So, for example, let's go for uh, the weather today. Yeah. When I checked it, it was 42, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. if you're outside, obviously, you're going to feel 42. If you wear it, 11 minus four- 42 minus 11 is actually 31. So, you'll be feeling as if it's 31 outside. How amazing is that? But if you flip it, it will keep <laughs> you 14 degrees warmer than a plain black cotton t-shirt. So we do know black cotton t-shirts actually absorb the heat. So 42 plus 14 will be 56. Whoa. Now, we've all done it, you know, dressed for one weather only to find that the weather is changing in the afternoon. Or if you're living right here in the UAE, you go into a building and it's freezing cold. If you want to know anything about our Pulse 95 studios, they are always cold. So we always struggle with this. We're hot outside and then we're freezing cold inside and this is exactly why a t-shirt like this would come in very handy because if you feel cold all you have to do is just flip your t-shirt and wear it on the opposite side and then bam you're 11 degrees warmer than you once were on top of all of this researchers are actually looking to also embed a thermoelectric generator inside the fabric so with this they can even create power from your shirt itself yeah, Hopefully, so, possibly in the future, you may be ab- even able to charge your phone mm-hmm. through your shirt. I mean, we've actually talked about charging your phone through yes. your shirt before. And uh, why not now? Uh, it looks pretty cool. I would wear it during the winter, obviously. I don't <laughs> want to wear it during the heat. Actually, it cool, I would, it'll cool you down. I would, I would yeah. wear it during the heat. So I would wear it both ways. I yeah. mean, uh, you, it's a two-way street. <laughs> 4215, do it slot or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Would you wear this t-shirt? It'd probably be expensive, but... uh. Who knows? Let us know your guys' thoughts. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about Snapchat and its new AR glasses. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Now, well, we've actually talked about this before, but now, actually, it was a rumor, but now we finally have a statement. Confirmed news. Yeah, confirmed news from Snapchat. Now, we've been seeing for a while. Snapchat, Snapchat trying to get into more, actually get more into 
the AR glasses or AR field. Now, for those who don't know, Snapchat actually paved the way for AR being used on our phones with those interactive filters on Snapchat. Snapchat was the OG, you know, <laughs> it actually it made a lot of uh, things uh, what we have today a lot easier. I mean, because of Snapchat, we have Instagram stories, we have Instagram filters on our stories. So uh, we're seeing Snapchat kind of being uh, the left child, you know. <laughs> child is that, that, that no one cares about anymore. I still care about Snapchat. The ugly duckling. The ugly duckling or the forgotten duckling. But yes. Snap has announced a new spectacle, AR glasses, which will let you overlay digital objects in the real world. Now, I just have to give a little bit of uh, a credit to, to Snapchat, right? Yeah. They were the first to actually have the Snap spectacles, which would give you first person uh, POV, mm. right? But so, they were weird. They were weird, but it, they, they were nice. They make you stand out. I mean, not. I mean, regardless of how you looked in real life. In I mean, them. yeah, regardless of how you looked, it gave you a very, very, very interesting perspective for the person who was going to view those snaps on Snapchat. Absolutely, and a lot of people were actually getting them, trying them out. Yet the only thing that I think pushed people away from it, including myself, is how weird they made you look. They were bulky, they would bulge out, and it was just, it was a weird look. But they definitely did pave the way for augmented reality, and this is exactly why they are releasing a new version of those Spectacles smart glasses. So these glasses will allow you to basically overlay digital aspects in the real world. They come with two cameras, four microphones, a touchpad and buttons for control. So you can actually give audio commands to your device by saying, hey, Snapchat, let me take a video of this. Hey, Snapchat, start taking a uh, picture of that. And the new spectacles are actually equipped with about 30 minutes of battery life, which is a lot more than what they once had in their previous spectacles version. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see what Snapchat has in store for us. Now, the company did also announce a flurry of new augmented reality e-commerce features and does have actually have a new feature for social media creators. Now, Snap is among a flurry of 10 companies who are working on smart glasses along with Apple and none other than Facebook. Now, we were actually speculating uh, Apple to come out first with these yeah. AR glasses. But Snapchat beat us to it. I mean, uh, I'm really excited to see what Snap has in store. They look pretty cool, right? I mean, I wouldn't wear them, but they look pretty cool. I think with their e-commerce features that they've also been trying to launch, the spotlight feature, they will come in handy. They might actually help them leverage their competition with TikTok because they're launching a similar TikTok feed. But if you can actually post videos from every person's point of view on Spotlight by using the spectacles, who knows? No they one can compete with TikTok. No one can compete. I know, but no one. you never not know. Instagram, not fa if Instagram, Instagram Facebook, Snapchat, Snapchat with stories. Yeah, but the, I mean, I, I, again, Snapchat was, uh, was uh, not as established as it was. Right, Instagram was uh, already the go-to platform for uh, for photographers, for uh, influencers, anyone, and, and for anyone. Yeah. And the thing is, what, what Snapchat made a mistake mm. is that they didn't prioritize celebrities. Oh right? yes, Instagram prioritized celebrities, so it was like, why why should I go on Snapchat and be a no one that's, when I can go on Instagram and be a someone? Yeah, and that's actually what they do every single time. So even when they released reels, they were paying influencers to try them out and post videos with them. Yeah, so uh, I mean, TikTok is uh, TikTok is already very well established, and uh, if Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat all formed into one company, they still couldn't take on TikTok. 
That's a very big statement to make. I'm very sure of it. I know. <laughs> because yeah. everyone loves TikTok. We all use it. We all spend hours and hours on it. So let us know. What do you think of those Snapchat spectacles? Would you get one yourself? Have you had one? Because they did release an older version, I think, back in 2000. I'm not sure of the year. Either 2000 or something. 15, maybe. I'm not sure. But I know. I had a friend who had them. Yeah, me too. I had two of my friends who were, who they would they wear them, them endlessly. No way. Just once? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he used it. They were it. expensive, I think. Like I think you could only buy it from the Apple store, believe it or not. Yeah, true. And they do sometimes actually collaborate with Apple and Android and Samsung. Fun fact. Too. All these competitors actually collaborate with each other and yeah. we actually buy them all. You know why? Because... Uh, Work smart. They they, they <laughs> actually help each other, believe it or not. Samsung helps Apple with their screens and uh, a lot more to come. But ladies and gentlemen, let's know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do a slot or on Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. Would you buy these spectacles? Yes or no? But this does conclude Future Talk for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got Afternoon Karak coming in in a bit from 4 to 5 p.m. at the Sharjah Children's Festival. Yes, indeed. Sharjah Children Reading Festival has been a blast for all kids and even adults to get to enjoy some books. So if you want to find out about what's happening at the Sharjah Expo Center, tune in to their show 45 p.m. And you can even head there yourself. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.